Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We've got an email here from Anonymous. A little background, Anonymous is a new LSAT Demon student with a 2.9 GPA and a recent diagnostic of 160 with a weakness in games. They work as a paralegal. Their goal score is a 165 to 167. Oddly narrow. and That is a narrow range. <laughs> and low for a 160 diagnostic. Why are you only trying to get 165 or 167? You should be trying for 175. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that might be the most important part of this podcast. So yeah. Um, anyway, hi there. I don't know if I'm ready for the November LSAT, but I've already registered with my fee waiver. Oh, God. And I feel... Oh, <laughs> people just need to stop registering for tests when they know they're not ready yeah it's like well i got the fee waiver though but yeah I, you do have the fee waiver but you only get to take the test for free twice yep okay anyway go ahead and i feel strongly about applying for law school in this application season why I've never taken a real LSAT, and if I cancel my November LSAT, I'm essentially banking on the January LSAT or February for some schools, although not preferable. All right, this is already like a bad plan because you're yeah. you're taking the LSAT late and you're applying late in the cycle. You're setting yourself yep. up to to run a harder race than everyone else. But I but I feel strongly about applying for law school in this application cycle. Your feelings are most likely wrong. Let me give you, I'll give you some typical things that people say. Yep. I'm a non-traditional student. I'm 32. That's why I feel strongly about applying for law school in this application <laughs> cycle. Yep. There's not going to be any difference between a 32-year-old applicant and a 33-year-old applicant. Yeah. Or the difference between a 36-year-old and a 37-year-old graduate. Yeah. What difference does it make? You're, <laughs> you're not starting law school until you're post 35. Who cares? Yep. Okay. How about this? Well, I feel strongly about applying for law school uh, in this application cycle because um, I hate my job. You're going to jump from one shitty situation to another because you don't do well in your applications. It's because I just, I need to get, I need to, I need to take care of my family. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A lot of times it's like not, one thing's not even related to the other. It's just like I'm, law school I, is not going to help you take care of your family. Uh, right. No. Yeah. Start incurring a mountain of debt so that you can take care of your family. Hmm. Um, what else do people? Oh, my parents are really on my back. Oh, uh, yeah. That's another one. Yep. I have to I really want to go this cycle because my parent because my parents are really encouraging me. They really, really want me to go to law school this cycle. Not their life. Yeah, not their life. Are they paying for it? <laughs> if they're paying for it, then that's a different conversation. But if they're not paying for it, if you're paying for it, then who cares what your parents want you to do? You know, it's funny about them paying for it, too. Even then, I would be like, OK, everyone, let's get on the same team here. If you want to spend $150,000 on my yeah. education, why don't I spend a year saving that money and you give it to me for my down payment on my house? Cause that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Because with a 160 diagnostic, you could easily get to 170, even as a splitter, even with your shitty 2.9 GPA. Yeah. You should be getting a full ride from many schools. If you get, 
in, you know, high 160s, low 170s, full ride, many different full rides should be open to you, even yeah. with a 2.9. But you rushing into it is not going to give you the you're not going to get that scholarship like you're going to rush in with a bad LSAT late in the cycle and get a bad deal. Anonymous continues, I wouldn't be crushed if my current score was what I received in November, but I want to raise it much more by January. I only consider taking the November LSAT because I worry about my first LSAT being January. You need to worry about your first LSAT being, yeah, if you November is already too late. Yeah. November <laughs> is not a good first LSAT either. What are you doing? You're you're like you're not even really early for next cycle. I mean, I guess you are. You're like perfect for next cycle. You're perfect for next cycle. You're perfect you're for next year. cycle. You're a year late. <laughs> yeah, you're a year behind. Yeah. Yeah. If you're taking the November LSAT with an intention of applying in fall of 2024, then you're perfect. That's that's totally perfect. Yep. You've got you can retake it as many times as you need to to get a score that reflects, you know, it, like if you're ready for the November LSAT, then you're perfect. This is somebody who's not even ready for the November LSAT. They know they're not ready for the November LSAT. Well, this is also funny because this is someone who's weakest in games. I think they could improve their games dramatically between now and January or or February or April. But you also have the opportunity to potentially take the test in August with no games. Without games. Right. So yeah. if you push off November, take it in January or maybe not even January, you could take it in January, February, June with games, then take it in August and probably September without games. And then pick your best score. And then apply early in the 2024, apply early for 2025 admission. That's what you should be doing. Yep. We we clear on that, Ben? 100%, right? I That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I hope it's yeah. clear to this Can't, listener. Well, yeah. I mean, I just want, I want listener to know that we both are a thousand percent. Like, do not apply this cycle. Do not apply this cycle. Okay. 100%. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Get your best LSAT, <laughs> then apply. And all this stuff becomes not important. Right. right. It's like then once you understand right. the the timeline, then these questions right. all get answered. I mean, this person continues. I hear you. Your first LSAT can be intimidating and not always your best. What do you think about this? Uh, sure, it can be. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes it is someone's best score is their first one. But look, a lot of times people take it multiple times because their best score does come later. <laughs> Well, I guarantee you that if you take it when you're not ready, then it's not going to be your best. That's true, too. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the main reasons why your first LSAT can be intimidating and not always your best is because you're taking it so prematurely. Often people yeah. are not ready to take it yeah. and then they have a bad time. You know, it's not rocket science. Uh, this person continues. Is it a bad look to get a low score this November and a better score in January? No, your best score is all that matters. Is it worth taking a chance with my November score? D don't take it in November. You can get into the 170s. I mean, you said high 160s. I think that's very likely, but I I wouldn't settle for a high 160s. And I'm concerned Anonymous will. I'm concerned that an Anonymous will start getting 168 on their practice test and be like, okay, I'm good. Like, what? You need to burn Put the boats on this cycle, Anonymous. Like, it, it is yeah. such a bad idea for you to try to apply this cycle. It's making you do everything wrong because you're trying to fo you're trying to force it in this cycle. I feel strongly about applying for law school in this application season. That's the part of your email where it's like, we just can't help you. 
if the, if that's the part, you know, if you're so committed to this cycle, good luck. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. are so committed to this cycle, then definitely take it in November. Also take it in January and February. That's only going to give you three bites at it. I guess maybe you could use April as a backup, backup, backup oh, at some of these shitty geez. schools, but like you're not going to get good offers. <laughs> Our advice is going to be like, well, if you have to do that, then I guess get ready to turn down all your applications, turn, turn down all your offers because you're not going to get good offers. And she's not going to know how good they could have been. That's the you're not going to have any clue how good they could have been. So just trust us that they're not going to be as good as they could have been if you would have done this the right way. You're also People not going to have that. as good of an time. You're going to have a bad time on the LSAT. Like that's not going to be fun because you're going to be taking it before you know you're ready. You're going to have had. Why would you put a bad experience into your, you know, it's like you're going to remember <laughs> you take it in November. You do shitty. Now you remember that shitty performance when you're taking it in January. And instead, you could just wait, just wait until your scores reflect your true talents. I wonder if Anonymous can reach out to LSAC and ask them to move apply. your registration for that. Free, say, I'm sorry, I registered for this, but it's uh, on the fee waiver, but I'm just not ready. Can you please push it? Yeah. And I don't even think you should take January necessarily, because no, why no. rush into it? You know, wait till your practice test scores are where you want them, then apply. All right. I think that's enough for anonymous. Cool. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. Yeah.